start spreading the news. Welcome to episode four of Start Spreading the News, presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the Capital Region's home for everything sports. Joining me is my co-host, Mike Compadre, and CSMN founder, Kyle Milligan. Kyle, what's going on, my friend? Not much. We got to see Yankees win today. We'll get into that in just one second. I definitely want to say a quick shout out to two seniors covered by CSMN Section 2 writers on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Hagen Foley, CBA, Class of 21, preparing for what's next by Russell Phoenix. Cohoses Andrea Muscatello, Class of 21, dominates while preparing for SUNY Delhi by CSMN Section 2 writer Megan LaPlante. So those are two Section 2 blogs we have up right now. And follow us on Instagram at Facebook or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Capital Sports MN. Check out our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Kyle, you were right. We did get to see a Yankees win today. A good one. Probably the best one of the year so far. But as of right now, how are we looking at the AL standings? I know it's not a good thing, but what are we looking at? Well, first of all, I want to say is the second best win of the year. The best one of the year was the game against Baltimore that I was at where Cole shoved. That was absolutely awesome. Anyway, we have first place Boston Red Sox at 12 and 7. You hate to see it, but that's there for now. Tampa Bay at 10 and 9. And they're, I think most of their wins come against us because we just can't beat Tampa Bay. Toronto Blue Jays are 8 and 10. Once again, their wins come from us. Baltimore is at 8 and 10 also. So 3 and 4, Toronto, Baltimore. And sitting in the basement is your New York Yankees at 7 and 11, currently in fifth place in the AL East. Not good, not great. Boston's in first, Yankees in last. And if you told me that at the beginning of the season, I'd say you're out of your mind. <laughs> now, I think today's game was important because obviously we still have a Monty start tomorrow and a Gump or an, um, a Cole start on Saturday, although Cole is going up against Bieber. I think today was a, one of those games that was kind of going to be a toss-up, so looking like we might be able to squeak three or four from the Indians. Let's start with today's game, Kyle. The Yankees in Cleveland. Beat the Indians 6-3. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. I think the biggest story from today was Domingo Herman, uh, fresh off his call-up, back from the alternate site. Uh, he recovers from a horrible first inning um, where he himself made an error, and he ends up finishing with six innings, seven hits, three runs, two earned, six strikeouts. Kyle, what did you think of his performance today? Yeah, he pitched really well. He bounced back from that first inning. Like you said, it was really good to see. He had the strikeout ball working. His stuff looked very good in his fastball. He was commanding it, and that's why he went down to that alternate site to uh, figure out his fastball command. And, you know, if he pitches like that, he definitely has a spot in this rotation because he is a guy who can go late into the game too, which is what you need when you have, you know, when you're building two other guys up in the rotation. You need someone else other than Cole and Montgomery who can go more than five. Moving on, um, our first, you know, run of the night came on a DJ LeMahieu RBI single in the third. Um, gets the Yankees on the board, puts them back. They're down three one at the time after the three run first inning. Uh, DJ started turning on. He got himself back up to three hundred. Was two seventy seven coming into tonight. Um, I believe if I'd have to look, he's probably close to three hundred again. Um, after tonight, I think he only had a hit, so he's probably two eighty somewhere in there, but an RBI single from DJ and then Glaber Glaber's starting to turn on last two games have been really good. Hopefully he starts to turn up with a two RBI single to tie the game following an error on Josh Naylor allows Glaber to move to third Rugi Odor, the newest Yankee 
uh, with a go-ahead two RBI single straight up the middle, seeing I single on the top of the seventh, put the Yankees up 5-3. Then Kyle Higashioka, the home run stroker. Love it. It's a solo home run to make it 6-3. A lot of people are saying he should be the starting catcher. Not, we'll get I'm into that. We will get into that. We had a good question on our Instagram at Capital Sports MN, so we'll answer that one later. But, man, was that nice to see. I'm not one of those guys. We will answer it later. But the home run stroke strikes again. And finally, Araldis Chapman does this little thing where he just strikes everyone out as he is now up to six innings pitched, 16 strikeouts. So, yes, folks, if you do the math, six times three, that's 18. 16 of those 18 outs have been by punch out this year. His splitter's gross. His slider looks really good. He also does this thing where he just throws 100 to the backstop and then dots 100 the next pitch. It's unbelievable. Probably the best closure in the game right now. And he's just been absolutely dominant this season. He's three for three on save opportunities. Um, something that Yankee fans should should not worry about. Moving on, some topics we want to cover this week. The Yankees, unfortunately, before the Atlanta series, went on a little five-game losing streak, losing the last two against the Jays in Dundee. Or Dun- I don't even know how you pronounce it. It makes no sense. Dunedin, I think it's actually how it's supposed to say or be said. And then getting swept by Tampa at home. The Yankees have only won one series so far. They took two or three from the Orioles at the stadium. I, I I wasn't on last week's pod, and Kyle can attest to this. I literally called him um, on my way to class. I apologize for missing last week, but you boys got to graduate at some point. Uh, it's only been five years, so stop making excuses, man. Garrett, you got to be here. I can't. I don't even know who to blame because I don't know who runs this team. Whether it's Cashman, whether it's Boone whether it's the analytics department, I really don't know. The fact that Aaron Hicks was still hitting third up to like two nights ago was absolutely blasphemy. The dude belong doesn't even belong in the lineup. Just call up Jason Dominguez, for God's sake. Do something. I yeah, think that right. would be something that would mix up this team so, like, and just, like, get everyone going is bring up Jason Dominguez. Stop. Whether he's ready for the big leagues or not, it would just, it would light up, it would just light a fire under the team fans would be excited it would just be something to look forward to stop not saying it's gonna happen it's just it's just something that i i i dream about okay when i lay my head down to rest my big old head i just think about jason dominguez starting in center field for the yankees well in about three more years you might get that i don't know if i could do three more years of aaron hicks um (laughs) well well let me tell you trevor you're all upset that he's in all upset that he was in the three hole guess what he will be back there so just prepare yourself for that I mean, he's taking nights off to fix mechanical per issues. And he, dude, you're not a car. You're not going to figure it out in one night. Okay. Slide him to the back, slide him to the back end of the lineup and let him figure it out down there. Not in the three hole. That's not where I need him right now. The next thing I want to get to, I don't even know what happened, but for some reason, Garrett Cole got pushed back some nights. When did it, when was his last start? Was it Saturday? Yeah. No, no. So, if his last start was it was Saturday against Gla- no it wasn't it was Sunday wasn't it he was no, supposed he, he to go against Glasnow he was supposed to go against Glasnow and he got pushed till Sunday. Sunday yeah okay which Sunday makes the last start- game against the Rays where they lost four to two and Cole pitched very well six point yeah. one five hits three runs two earned ten Ks one hundred and nine pitches they probably stretched so was him. he so why was he pushed back that day I don't know you, you think it has to be because. Get him a little bit of an extra rest before we go into 11 it's game. Timeout. Timeout. It's Garrett effing Cole. 
But on off days, Trevor, the they're not going to. The dude doesn't not, need off days. The dude nah, doesn't need extra days rest. Nah, I disagree there. It's, it, at some point, you got to give your ace an extra days of rest. And this year, you're going to see that happen more often than not, especially coming off a 60-game season. You know, he has, okay, he's not going to. But listen, they're struggling so bad. They need him out there as much as possible. Not in April, man. They're, they're going to be there no matter what. Cole and Cole's not going to be the no, problem. And no, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. Like with the way this team's playing, I don't think that they make the playoffs. Come on, Kyle. Okay, yeah, you of course. If they're playing like this, this team belongs in the playoffs. No, obviously not. If you're looking at them over this stretch, of course you can't see this team in the playoffs. But you can also be a realist and tell me that they're not going to look like this. You know, come come. Maybe they'll look like this come October, but they won't look like this in the months of June, July, and August. They just won't. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They've just been so bad, and it's just they Trevor, have so they're, many guys. They're so that, bad. They're so bad, and the Red Sox are leading the division. Like this isn't that good of a division. It's really no, not. This, I mean, it, it's it's kind of like the NFC East in football. No, it's just like the the division's that the division's bad. Trevor, no. There's one team that stands out. Everyone else is bad. What do you mean, no? What do you mean? There's the Yankees, one team. The Yankees are that team that should stand out. They're not, <laughs> but. They're Everyone no, it's not bad. like the NFC. Stop that. I, I disagree. But They've been playing each other. You got to win or lose. Wait till they get out of there. Yeah, the I'm just happy we're A-list. playing some a new team. Yeah, this is wild. Like how the schedule started out. Yeah, I know. Um, we don't play, I did we love don't the play Boston until June. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But I did love the Atlanta. We got a little 518 and Ian Anderson, even though he shoved. I wasn't as mad because he's on my CS Mid fantasy baseball team, which shout out to me and Beacott. Only two teams left that are undefeated, and I'm winning this week. So I'm going to be 3 0. We play each other next week. Kyle, I think we should get to our start spread the news rant line. I agree with that. We have a lot of people waiting to call. So let's get right to that. Joining us now is Call to the Bullpen host, David Payne. David, what do you got for us, man? Dude, I'm, I'm fed up with Labor Torres. I can't even believe what I saw yesterday. I, could, I, was, I defended the Yankees on Instagram, on the Power Rankings post, right? I responded to every single comment hating on the Yankees. And then I saw what Labor Torres did yesterday. I saw a 24-year-old who can't feel the ground ball who's hitting 186 jog down the first baseline on a, a little swinging bunt back to the pitcher. And you know what? I loved every second of it because it shows what a bum he is. That's what I think. I think he is a bum in New York. I think he's lost his swagger. I think he's lost his confidence. And you know what? I don't think it's his fault. I think it's the Yankees' fault. I think that you cannot expect a young guy to thrive and be comfortable when he's in an uncomfortable position. I think Glaber Torres needs out of New York. I think he's going to be a fantastic second baseman somewhere else where he's comfortable. But, but what in the entire world was that yesterday, Kyle? Woo! Here's 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 where we here's where we differ. He was mad at himself, yes, okay, but Glaber Torres, okay, he you're right. He's in an uncomfortable position. He's the shortstop of the New York Yankees. He's 23 years old. Listen. I'm about to be 23 years old. I'm sitting here talking about him on a goddamn podcast. Okay? Let the man have a learning curve. There's a learning curve to this position. He's only had it for 60-some games. Okay? Yes, what he did was bad. The hustling thing, it is what it is. But let me ask you this, David. If this was 
who if this was any other shortstop in the league, are we sitting here talking about it? If this is any other shortstop in the league, are they mature enough to run to first base on a ground ball in the infield? When David. You got something it wasn't through? even a ground ball. It was like a check swing little dribbler. No, and, he, and with if Gary Sanchez did that same thing, you guys would be on his ass about it. Glaber I wouldn't even be mad. I I wouldn't even be mad about it because knowing them, they run that out, they get hurt. Can I chime in? Glaber Glaber should have ran that out. I I agree with you, David. Yeah, I'm not I, saying no, that he should. Trevor, run let it me out. let me go. Glaber should have ran that out. I agree, but I also agree with Trevor when he says, uh, you know. What other player are we on this much? You know, Yankees fans are going to do that. And and if he played on any other team, this wouldn't even be talked about. You know, like the Nationals, I think, are having a terrible start, too. If, if Trey Turner doesn't run out of ball or is everyone on him on Twitter, it's just not going to happen. You know, well, yeah, you're, you're, probably under the, beats it out. You're, you're under the spotlight and it's just it's just different. And I and I think Glaber Glaber had three hits tonight. Glaber's going to get out of this. He absolutely raked in the playoffs. Uh, he He's a two time all star. I think it's just calm down and. You know, he definitely has to learn that shortstop position quicker than, you know, slow. But, you know, you got to give him some time. And if anyone deserves a break, it's a guy that's 23 years old and he's a two-time all-star. So, you know, he's not going anywhere. You know, I'm not blaming Glaber for it. Like I said, I think it's on the Yankees. I think he's in an uncomfortable position. But that is on him not running that out there. But like I said, I would love to see a change of scenery for him, man. He just seems so uncomfortable. He seems like like he raked against the Orioles in, in what, 2018? Or 2019. He doesn't look and, good right and, now. He doesn't look good right he, now, he and he didn't hit a ball on a tee. He doesn't look good right now, and he doesn't look good last season. But he did look great in the playoffs, so that gives you hope. And he, and he, like I said, he had three hits tonight. He's just got to get comfortable, man. He, he doesn't feel secure there. He doesn't feel secure. Yeah, but to be fair, mm-hmm. he's not the he's not the only one struggling. Like the only one that looks good at the plate is Higgy, to be honest with you. So it's, I mean, DJ, you can argue has been good, but. He's been out on his front foot rolling balls over to the right side. So, I mean, you can't really fault. You can't really circle him as the first guy you look at in this lineup. David, you had another one, Aaron Hicks. Yeah, man, this Aaron Hicks contract. And I was I was vocal about the Aaron Hicks contract when they signed him to it. And this contract is killing him now, man. They're trying to go or avoid going over the luxury tax, which I mean, George Brent, George Steinbrenner would be rolling over in his grave if he saw what they're doing right now with the, the luxury tax and being cheap. But it, Aaron, the Aaron Hicks deal is killing him. You could have gone out and gotten a pitcher. You could have gone out and gotten a, a decent shortstop. Uh, you're paying a guy $10 million a year to do what? You gave $10 million a year to a 29-year-old center fielder. Let me tell you about the best center fielders of our generation. Uh, I'll tell you about Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon was off of center field playing right field by 31. Adam Jones, one of the best defensive center fielders of our lifetime, was off of center field by 31. You do not give a 29-year-old center fielder seven years, $80 million, and expect it not to be a burden on your payroll down the road. I think right now one of the biggest problems the Yankees have is the Aaron Hicks contract. And it's an overlooked thing because obviously there's, there's other issues going on that are more uh, mainstream right in front of your face. But, man, I think that contract's killing you guys. Uh, here's where I disagree with that statement. The fact that it's only 7 for 70, it's 10 mil a year. It's something that's easy to unload. It's someone would be willing to take on that deal for a center fielder. And I think if he, like you're saying with Glaber, he goes somewhere else. He's, he's a little more comfortable. He's a little more uh, relaxed. It's not as high strong. It's, it is what it is. So I can see him being unloaded for almost nothing. 
Listen, I think the Yankees, when they gave Hicks seven years, seven million, thought about it this way. I think they thought another team would give Hicks more money, but they definitely knew another team would not sign him for seven years. So they thought, let's go, let's take the you know longer years and less money, just like they did with DJ. And Hicks, you know, he's an above average fielder wherever he is. He has an above average arm. He did have Tommy John, but he still has an above average arm. He's an above average fielder. He has to work on track and balls. He's never really been able to do that, but his, you know, he, he works, he makes up for that by his speed and his, uh, his, his good route running at the end of his routes. But anyway, I think Hicks works counts. You know, he's, he's never hit for average and his bat plays in a lineup that, you know, the Yankees kind of need a switch hitter and they need someone that works good with Yankee stadium. So, and if it's not Hicks, who is it, David, you know? You know, let me let me propose something to you guys too, real quick before before you uh, finish up with me. Let me propose something to you guys, and I want to hear what you think about it. I think in July, there's a shortstop out in Colorado who uh, is not going to be re-signed to the Rockies, and it's going to get moved. There's a, a power hitting first baseman that's currently hurt for you guys, and a center fielder that is killing your payroll. What do you guys think about some sort of swap with Colorado? Uh, I'm sure they would love a power hitting first base and a Luke Voigt and a, a outfielder in Aaron Hicks. Move DJ LeMahieu to first base, let Glaber go to second base where he's comfortable and can thrive. Uh, and Trevor Story at the shortstop of the Yankees. What do you guys think about that? I'm going to say no. Um, I think he's someone we could go out and get in a, in the market while not having to give up Luke Voigt. I think Luke Voigt's the first baseman of the future um, for the Yankees. I say that biasly because I do call him my dad. Um, I love him. Uh, he's my favorite he's 30. player. So he's 30 years uh, old, I just though. don't want to see them move on from him. Yeah, he is. He, Voight is 30, I think. But yeah, his bat That's plays bat, his bat plays and he doesn't look like, you know, he's not a great first baseman. And, you know, if we could get that Trevor Story deal, I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. And I think Luke Voight does have some, you know, he could be. I think you keep Luke Voigt on the roster and deal him more towards the deadline. Cause I think a team would be more hungry for a DH towards the playoffs. And then you would get some good value, maybe like a pitcher for him, but I, I can't, I, to, I would sign up. I don't know how you say no to story over Voigt. You can't. I'm just trying to you think can't. of ways to get DJ over to first base so you can get Glaber where he's comfortable and have a shortstop. Cause I mean, that, that changes everything for you guys in my opinion. Right. But then what if you lose Glaber and now you're stuck with, you have to move DJ back and then you don't have a first baseman. So there there's definitely different ways to do it, but l- let's be honest here. Do you think Cashman's going to go out and get Trevor story? Reality of the Absolutely situation not. is no. So David, we appreciate you coming on. We got to get to the next caller. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. On. Listen to the call of the bullpen that you. is coming out tomorrow at 12 PM. There's David Payne, senior baseball correspondent. Let's get on to our next caller here. Brandon Ecott, CSMN editor. What's going on? How's it going guys? It's going good. Yankees are coming off a win. What do you got for us? Ah, you know, it's about time. Rubin Odor coming through with a little contact is exactly what we love to see with bases loaded. 2-0 approach. Hit, hit it the other way. His two hits. It. His two hits are huge. <laughs> yeah. The two hits that I remember from him anyway are, are huge ones. I mean, he put uh, one into the bleachers in right center field, Kyle. Right, but it didn't really do anything for us. Like, let, his, two, his two hits that I can remember are the big hits that made uh, us win a game. The Homer moved the line there for me a little bit. Disagree. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, are we talking about the hit on Jose Bautista when he knocked him out? At second base? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us on this home runner bus mentality? I'm interested to hear it. Listen, I've, I've said it once in the group chats many times, but the home run or bus mentality does not work in the playoffs. 
yes, when we get into July and August, yeah, we're going to hit all these home runs and all every Yankees Twitter is going to blow. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're against fringe starters, four or five starters who don't belong in the MLB, to, in my opinion. We're going to hit 40 home runs against guys like this. It's not going to work in the playoffs. You get against the Glasnos and the Justin Verlanders, and the home runner bust mentality does not work. Yeah, uh, I know what you're saying. And I, I, I kind of go back and forth on it because, you know, it's a fun brand of baseball to watch. But in the end, is it really worth it when we're, you know, sitting and watching, you know, the Dodgers and the Rays when uh, playing the World Series? So exactly. it's, definitely, I'm not, not saying it's you... definitely not worth it when we were watching the Astros in the ALCS last year. Bunch of cheating exactly. bums. But And I'm not saying you need a lineup like full of contact guys. I'm not saying you need a lineup full of DJ Omehus, which it would be nice, but you don't need it. You can have your judges and Stantons in the middle of the lineup to hit those home runs and make it exciting, but you need guys like DJ Omehu all throughout your lineup who can hit for contact and hit runners in. Yeah, after every postseason, I look at DJ. I'm like, we need more guys like that. You know, you just want exactly. the DJ Omehu at the Right. And you, you run into the, you know, Shane Bieber's and we got to Shane Bieber last year, luckily, but we needed a hit from mm-hmm. Gary to get that going. Everything. It's just not likely to happen again. So again, we'll see Shane Bieber again on Saturday, by the way, versus Cole, that's going to be a show, but yeah, we're, we're not going to see, also- we see aces, you know, every single game in the playoffs. That's just how it is. So th- this home runner bus doesn't work. And I think, you know, if they're not willing to change their approach, then the Yankees got to be willing to change their roster. Th- that's, that's and my take. It gets even worse. It gets even worse down the line when the starter's out and then you've got the number one bullpen arm coming in and you can't hit a home run off that guy and then it just gets even harder throughout the game. Yeah, what do you got for so, us on the deadline it, move? I heard you got a little deadline move for us? Yeah, I just, I, I just wanted to go back to a little bit to you know uh, put some put some more uh, hurt on the wound. Game five last year, do or die game against the Rays last year. Our one run, is how, how did it come? A home run by Aaron Judge. That's the only run we can manage in a do-or-die pretty much game seven. That's just unacceptable. You, you can't have that in the playoffs. You need to you need to hit a guy on, move him over, and hit him in. That's baseball. You need to play small ball to win the playoff series. Do you have anything for the deadline move for us? I do. I do. Here's, the, here's where I'm at on the deadline. Do we go contact? Do we go defense? Or do we go starters? Or do we go bullpen guys? My opinion on where we go at the deadline is we go contact and defense. It's really starters. It's like we get Severino at at a deadline move. It's pretty much like getting Severino back. That's how I see it. So I don't think at the deadline we need to go starter. I really want to get a contact guy who can also play defense. Uh, One of my choices was David Peralta. I think he he hits really uh, well. He hits from the left side. He's a good left fielder. He plays a solid defense. I think he won gold glove in 2019. He's a, a really good option. Also, another guy who I really am high on, and it'd be a little bit harder because he's kind of younger, and we always love to fleece the Rockies, is Ryan McMahon. Uh, that's another guy who hits from the left side. He hits for contact. He could play second. He could play first. He could play third. And he also plays a really good defense out there. So that's another guy that I'm really high on. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good. I don't know if I've ever looked into those two, so I can't give you any insight on that, but we appreciate the call, Brandon. Uh the rant line's going to be of open course. for a while, we can tell. So we'll, uh, we'll talk <laughs> to you course. again at some point. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. CSMN MLB writer Jimmy Miller, what's going on? How's it going? Going good, man. What do you got for us? So, yeah, I, I, you know, I just think the biggest difference between, you know, years past and this year, you know, why they're off such a bad start is 
you know, I think they've become too reliant on their bats, you know, in, in years past, and they've been able to get away with having a mediocre rotation, you know. For instance, 2018, they had, you know, Hap, Gray, Tanaka, you know, Sabathia, guys that are, you know, average, maybe a little above average. But they gave them starts, they gave them quality starts, they gave them innings. This year, you know, they really only have one, you know, guy that's, you know, going to give you 30 starts and 200 innings in Garrett Cole. I really think that they lack those, that depth. And that's, I really think they should have brought Tanaka back. They didn't. I get a lot of people didn't like him. He was on the decline, but I mean, he adds depth. And, you know, to get 162 games, you, you need depth. You know, they, they could get away with bad pitching because, you know, their offense is down to bounce back. And, I mean, yeah, that's really all I have to say is that, you know, they just need quality pitching. You know, they could get away with having mediocre pitching. But they need depth, and I just don't see that depth this year. Jim, 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 Jim. What a terrible yeah. take. What an absolutely terrible <laughs> take. Are you kidding me? Are you telling going to sit here and tell me that J.A. Happ would be the answer to our questions <laughs> right now? Is that what you're going to sit no, here I'm, and tell me? I'm not saying he'd be the answer, but he would He would give you depth. You, you guys have no depth. You guys have no... I'm, I mean, I disagree that with that 100%. Yeah, yeah there, you, there's with, with Jimmy. Your, with your offensive prowess, you you guys could deal with mediocre pitching. You know, like we, we are dealing with mediocre pitching. Jimmy, we dealt with, with we dealt with below average pitching with J. A. Happ though. You know, it wasn't like he was some solid depth. Every time he was out there, he was giving up bombs. He had a four nine one ERA in 161 in the third innings last year. He gave up 88 home runs, Jimmy. <laughs> Okay, what about 2018 when he went 7 0, 269 ERA? And hope you guys get yeah, to the that was season. one half of a season. And he could only beat the Red Sox ever, which was nice. But I mean, it, this is the answer this team's not Jay Happ. He got into the postseason and got tatted. Every yeah, sorry, he gave, sorry that was earned runs. He gave up 88 earned runs. He gave up 34 homers, though, still. That's a lot yeah, of home I'm runs, saying, Jim. I'm not saying he's the answer, but he at least you, gives you guys innings. You guys have nobody to give you innings this year. Who's going to give you in? If you guys have everybody on the disabled list, you guys have no, even if the guy's below average, you have nobody like, you know, Tanaka that could go out there and give you, you know, decent starts, but can give you innings. I mean, Jimmy, man, healthy. Jimmy, man, Cole is the guy that's going to give us innings. We really haven't had a guy, you know, when Tanaka was here and he was our ace, he was our inning guy. Like we never had another one other than Tanaka. So when Cole got here so, and we had Severino Tanaka. was pretty good for a couple of years there. He never. He didn't give us length, though. He was usually like a. He could get into the seventh inning, but very rarely. It, like we didn't have anyone that gave us innings. Jay Happ would. Yeah. Be, Jay Happ would usually be out before the sixth inning. He would have an occasional, yeah. maybe once every five starts, he'd get into the seventh or eighth. But it, he never really gave us depth. You got to hope that Montgomery is healthy and can get you into the late innings. You got to hope Herman pitches well. And you got to hope Davey Garcia can pitch too. And, and you have a really good bullpen with a few long relief pitching arms. I really don't think the worry is pitching here. And I think that's the mistake that a lot of Yankees fans make and just baseball analysts in general, like yourself, Jimmy, I really do think it comes down to that. You know what we just talked about with Brandon, that home runner bus mentality. I think that's what hurts in the playoffs when you come against aces and I, and as important as pitching is in the playoffs, you can rely on the bullpen and that's what the Yankees do. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think that they were completely inactive this year in the offseason. You know, they got Corey Kluber, you know, three years ago. That would have been an incredible move. 
They got Tyon, who's very injury prone, hasn't produced this year. You guys didn't make any moves to bolster your depth this, this offseason. And I think that they were just so reliant. You know, Ferris Brandon was saying on, um, you know, the power that they didn't try to bolster their rotation depth and coming back and biting them. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll see, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't think they could make a splash this year. They wanted to stay under the luxury tax, but, you know, only time will tell. Thanks for the call, Jim. We've got to move on to Mike O'Brien. Sounds good. That could, that was the worst. That was the worst thing you could have ever said is that the pitching staff is the problem with this team. Yeah, no, just just not. Just don't watch enough Yankees baseball if you think so. And and of course our pitching that is not That was the biggest Met fan like call to make on a Yankee podcast. Trevor, our pitching is not good. Like in all fairness, he's he's right, but it's just not it's the biggest not, problem. It's, not, the it's problem. not even close. It's yeah, not even so close. Like, we're if we're going to talk about the season so far, there's no way you could talk about the pitching staff. I agree. I agree. Let's move on here. CSMN NFL reporter and Yankee fan, Mike O'Brien. Now, really quick, Mike O'Brien, before we get into it, I want to say our to our listeners about the NFL Draft Instagram Live event coming on draft night. The draft is Thursday, April 29th at 8 p.m., and we will be on Instagram Live at 7 p.m. That will be me joined with CSMN NFL reporter Mike O'Brien, who's here right now to discuss some Yankees with us, and we'll be debating and predicting the 2021 NFL Draft Join us at 7 p.m. on Instagram Live at Capital Sports MN. Mike O'Brien, what's up, man? What do you got for us? Hallelujah. We got to watch some guys stay on the bases and touch home plate today. Five of them. Five of them to be exact. (laughs) Six of them got home. (laughs) Six of them got home. Listen. Trevor, you can't I mean, be greedy like right now. You can't be greedy. I, I know, but like we're talking about how they can't score runs, but we okay. 26 Mets left on base. All it all it took was um what ten walks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we can average that over how many games? How many games down? We got to be at least like 30 games in the season, right? It feels like 70, but I think it's like. 20 no we're Not 7 even. and 11 we played 18 <laughs> okay <games. laughs> okay we played about 20 games it's like 140 games left to average 10 walks a game and score six runs if we could do that and get johnny lasagna and roll this chapman in the game every game we'll be straight this is the most <laughs> nfl reporter call i've ever heard <laughs> we'll be straight 10 do you know how do you know how bad you have to be to average or the for the pitching staff to be to average ten walks? Work in a the game? count, baby. Work the count. <laughs> Michael Bryant, I will see you on that Instagram live on April 29th. Man, you ready for draft <laughs> night? Uh honestly, yeah, but I mean I still got a lot of work to do before then. So Yeah, you, you heard that, man. He's got a lot of work to do and he's doing it for you guys. So join us at 7 p.m. on NFL draft night. We'll be going over the draft and going over Mike's work that he's been doing for what seems like the past three years on this one draft. We'll see what he's got for us. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, Joe. CSMN sports writer, Trey Ivory. Trey, what's going on, my man? How's it going? How's it going, Kyle? All right. What do you got for us? All right. So I was going to call in really angry with how this game started tonight. So we, we won the game, so I'm a little less angry. But I don't know. The, the, no Yankees team with this lineup. I don't care if Voight's injured or... There's judges injured for a couple games. Boone should be on the hot seat. I don't know what's going on with Cashman and just letting this go. You know, they're just saying, oh, the Yankees are slumping. It's just the start of the season. But we look literally like the worst team in baseball with one of the best lineups. Uh, yeah, um, I don't disagree with you there. You know, as far as, you know, you saying Boone should be on the hot seat, you know, I, I don't think they're going to fire him this year. 
This is the end. This is his last year of his contract. I do have a prediction for who our next manager is going to be. Um, I don't yeah, know if the boys are going to like it, but I they're, but they're I don't think he's going to get fired. I think they're just going to let it go because there's no point in bringing a guy in for half a year. So he's not going to get fired opinion. because they're going to yeah. win the World Series. Oh well, yeah, I mean, um, at this rate, <laughs> at this rate, they'd be lucky to make. No, the no. In all seriousness, let me respond to that, Trey. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Boone, but listen. He has a resume, you know, and, and of course he does not have a resume before he got here. But since he got here, you know, he, he's got over 300 wins in those three first seasons. And that's just, you know, that is good to me. That's really good. And and last year, you know, although we went 33 and 27 and 60 games, you know, we still, you know, put up a fight in the playoffs. And we were let's remember last year was a very disappointing end once again, but we shouldn't have even been in the playoffs last year. Okay, we should not have even been there. We had a good enough roster to be there, but we shouldn't have even been there. We played so bad, and Garrett Cole got like seven of those thirty-three wins, or nine of those thirty-three wins, and we shouldn't have even been there. But I think you got to give Boone, you know, this one hundred sixty-two game season. If we don't win this year, I'm right on. I'm fire the Boone train. I'm on that train. But I think you got to give him this last year, Trey. Yeah, I me personally just kind of like what the 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 Yankees are like as an organization, we're always known for having like a face. So Girardi, even though it's like we went through some bad years, we had Girardi for so long. And I see the same thing, even with Boone, you know what I mean? Even we, if we have a bad year, I don't think they're going to fire him and let him go. But I was going to ask Trev, who'd you think, like, who did you have an idea of if the Yankees, who their next head manager would be? Yeah. You can't say that and not give a name. Yeah. Hip, I was, hip. You left me on Jorge. Jorge <laughs> oh my Posada. goodness. Jorge Posada. <laughs> Oh, Bring in the man. Like the man is the, was the most fiery leader the Yankees have had in a long time. If there's one thing this clubhouse needs, it is to be fired up. Aaron Boone giving his cliche BS answers in his interviews ain't getting it done. Needs to be Posada. Bring the men in, fire these boys up, and let's go. Let's win us a world. You're series. not allowed to wear batting gloves. <laughs> you step in the box and you act like you're in an 0-2 count already. You're not allowed to hit home runs. What is Jorge Posada going to do for us, man? Come on. What do you mean? What is he going to do? I just told you what he's going to do. You were complaining that Boone had no experience. You're trying to bring in Jorge Posada. When when did I once say that I, that I about that, about Boone? (laughs) Told me he's a puppet. What would Jorge Posada be? I mean, that man is a little puppet. Listen to his answers. (laughs) What would Jorge Posada be? Trey, what do you think about that? Listen, no, no. Jorge Posada, this shouldn't be, that is just, out of right field, Trev. I'm not going with that. Jorge Posada, I would rather have Boone at that point. I, I feel like I, they need I disagree who's... 100% fully with Aaron you know Boone what? being picked over Jorge Posada. You know what I Give me like? Buck Walter then. What about Buck Walter? Listen, if A-Rod didn't go for the Timberwolves and bought the Timberwolves, I would love to bring A-Rod back. Have A-Rod, A-Rod? the real best hitter. Yeah. Over yeah. Jorge Posada? Yeah. Yeah, Emphasize that him. message. Yeah. I'm all for that. Give us uh, A-Rod. Trey, it's been fun, man. Go ahead. Corey's old Go ahead. school. Corey's old school. They need the new school and Alex. But let me get one more. Well, thing Boone is the up. new school. Like having Boone a puppet is, yeah. is the new school, though. The, the, the one last thing I was gonna say is the reason I don't like. I think Boone needs to go. Is he keeps saying lineups need to shaken up. Like there's just a recent thing he said today. Oh, admits urgency and leads to the lineup shakeup, and he keeps shaking up the lineup. My thing is, I don't know how you guys feel. I would like DJ hitting behind Judge or Geo or someone who's actually hitting the ball on the nail to give Judge some real talent behind him. So they're throwing at Judge however they want, and Judge is easy to throw at. Fastball right down the middle of the first pitch. He's going to look right at it. Two sliders on the plate on the corner. He's going to swing at both. 
But I feel like if you get hitters behind, like if you have Judge hitting two and DJ hitting three, you know what I mean? Put Gio at five, you're going to have some hitters. I feel like the only people we've been really seeing raking so far have been DJ and Gio. And correct me DJ, DJ behind Judge. Trey, no, I, I love that. I love that. You know Trey I'm, Ivory. Trey Ivory is the next Yankees manager. Trey Ivory is the next <laughs> Yankees manager. Forget Bo, Buck Showalter. Forget Jorge Posada. Forget Alex Rodriguez and his 600 home runs. He doesn't know a thing. Trey Ivory, next and Yankees I'm a, manager. And I'm going to leave on this last note. Rudno, Rudned Ordor is going to be the, our MVP on our team. Oh, my God. Get, <laughs> just get out of the car. All right, Trey. It's been fun, man. Have a good we'll night, let you boys. go. Appreciate it. Man, oh, man, was that some fun. Now that we got through our rants, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little stats here. They entered today's game with a three forty four slugging percentage, worse than the majors. They've been averaging three and a half runs per game, which is worst in seventeen games since nineteen eighty four. Kyle, talk about the hitting. What's your take on this hitting? Not good. Not yep, good. It, it, it has it hasn't been good. There's no on, other way to explain on, it. You have good. to you have to score more than three and a half runs for the for the New York Yankees. Get it together. Yeah. So we look down the lineup. Today we had Guardian leading off. He's hitting 194. Does not look good, but sadly looks better than any other option we have other than DJ. Clint Clint looks his loss. He looks like he had a 420, but he's doing 420 every day. That dude, he swung at ball four and fouled it off today, and then took a fastball whoop, right down the middle. Today. Right down the middle. Zero sense. Like, it made, it was terrible. Glaber, 219, had three hits today. He's back. Don't talk to me about him anymore. Stay hitting 158. Dude's hit like two, three homers. Leads the team in RBIs. Have no clue how he has 12 <laughs> RBIs. It makes zero sense to me. I know he had a grand slam. I don't know where those 12 RBIs are. He's paying someone. Hicks, bleh, 164. That dude stinks. He'll come Ruth around. Neto Dor- Ruth Nettodore, apparently, supposedly, according to Trey, our team MVP for the rest of the year, hitting 107. <laughs> he did have a Gary- hit today. His average went up. Yeah, true. Gary Sanchez, 200, didn't play today. Not a big deal. Gary looks fantastic. Kyle, what about this lineup makes you happy, if anything at all? You know, I don't know what makes me happy, Trevor. Garrett Cole, four games, two and one, 1.82 ERA, 24.2 innings pitch, 39 Ks, win hit innings pitch, 0.81, three walks, three earned. That's what makes me happy. Forget the lineup, Garrett Cole. Yeah. Um, well, let's move to pitching now that you brought it up. Kluber. <laughs> Kluber had a rough start. He's got four games. He's 0-2 with a 5-4-0. 15 innings in four games. Not necessarily what we're looking for. I did say, I did say to Kyle, I said, I'm looking for 10 combined innings from him and Tyone in the Atlanta series, the two games against Atlanta. We got nine and two thirds. Not I good. Take it. Not good enough. Not uh, good enough. Nope. I will <laughs> take it. It's close enough. Kluber looked very good. He had a rough, was it first inning against Atlanta? Yeah, something uh, so, like that. We didn't get it, but it's all right. Shaky start for Tyone, too. Uh, he's three games, 0-1, 5.4 ERA so far. The same ERA as Corey Kluber. Tell me that's not weird. 13.1 innings pitch, 15 Ks, two walks. His last start was five innings pitch, four hits, one earned run, one walk, and five Ks. So Kluber and Tyone looking better than they have before. Let's hope they get on a roll. What I like about that is that he's only got two walks, so I'll take that. Montgomery's been our second-best starter. He's 1-1 one one with a 4-2-4. 17 innings so far. His last start, six shutout with seven strikeouts. Uh, you can't really complain much about Gumby. Herman back in the rotation again today. Six innings pitched, only giving up three runs, two of them earned. 
although it was his error. So it he pitches really like that. Sense. He's he pitches like that. He's in that yeah. line. He's in that rotation. Hundred percent. And Davey um, Garcia, right before the game, Michael K pointed out Davey Garcia is in that outfield. That he is throwing. He's traveling with the team right now in the taxi squad. Uh, the team plans on adding a six starter during this long stretch. They have eleven days without a day off. So I don't know what the plan for Davey is, but I'm excited to see him on the mound. It's always nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Davey too. Bullpen guys have been great. Chad Chad Green started off eight games, .87 ERA, ten and a third, nine strikeouts. Gave up the walk off home run to Bichette. Um, in extras uh, when we were in Dunedin. Other than that, he's been fantastic. Darren O'Day, seven games, 1.50 ERA, six innings pitched, seven Ks, one walk, only given up one earned run this year. He looks fantastic. Um, he's just, he's just unhittable. I, I don't know how anyone even touches him. Jonathan uh, Loizica, what do we call him? Lasagna. Is the new back end guy? Can he be better than Tommy Canely? He's got a changeup just as good as him. He throws you know just as hard as him. Gonna, I think I'm he is Tommy Canely. I think he's Tommy Canely. He's disguised. He's Tommy Canely. He's, he's just got not, a tattoo on his he's neck. Not, he's not the Tommy Canely guy in the in the clubhouse that they need, but in the bullpen, he is that new Tommy Canely. He's going to be sick. And as we talked about earlier, around this Chapman. 15 straight appearances with two or more strikeouts has not given up a run six innings pitch 16 Ks. Yes. That's 18 outs 18 minus 16. That's two. One was a fly ball. One was a pop out. We just gotta, we just gotta avoid the walk-off home run in October and Chapman is right back on top. Luis Sessa. Why would you say that? <laughs> Luis Sessa is set because we got to get to October Trevor. Luis Sessa is seven games, 0.93 ERA, 9.2 innings pitch, 13 Ks. He's looking like our number one long relief guy. I don't know why they keep going to, Nelson, but who knows? Let's take a little look ahead here. To Sessa, by the way, freshly engaged. Yes, An congratulations, engaged Sessa. Uh, look ahead, <laughs> three more games against Cleveland today: Montgomery versus Logan Allen. Tomorrow, you got Garrett Cole versus Shane Dub. Bieber, part two. And by the way, Dub. what happened last time when we faced Shane Bieber? I think we uh, had seven crap. runs ago against him. And then on Sunday, you got Tyone off to a good start in his last outing. Hopefully, he builds off of that. Then we go to Baltimore for four games. Kluber, Herman, Montgomery, Cole. Then we're home against Detroit for three. Listen, if these are not three of the most beatable teams we can beat, if something doesn't change in the next 11 days, no off days, is what it is. If we cannot win all three of these series, there's a problem. Something's got to change, and I think the first person to go is Mr. Aaron Hicks. Kyle, take me out, buddy. Yeah, man. I mean, that's going to be it. I hope we can get, you know, some wins. I think there's not a serious insight right now that we have talked about. You know, obviously we talked about Cleveland. We talked about Baltimore. Now we're talking about Detroit. We should win every single series. Uh, let's get into it. Let's take three or four from Cleveland. Let's go into Baltimore hot and let's get Glaber on a roll and then go into Detroit and just absolutely demolish them. That That's the plan. That's what we're going to do. And by the way, this starts spreading the news of Trevor Niffin. And Kyle Milligan right here from high school to the pro CSMN is the capital region's home for everything sports. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Go to our website at Capital Sports MN. The website's got a dot com at the end. Trevor, that's all I got. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Peace out. Peace.
What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Capital Sports MN and find all of our content on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless.